Welcome to the Trust the Due Process podcast, where we update you on the biggest happenings all NBA courtside and courtroom. I'm your host, Sean Ramey, along with my backcourt host and opposing counsel, Jordan Bible. How's it going, guys? What up, what up, everybody? So another week, I'm back here. We're actually in a different location than normal. We're at my place, opposed to the normal recording studio at Mr. Bible's. Um, so if there's any weird audio, we like to apologize for that, but I think it'll be fine because I think I'm the only one who listens to these. Um, all right, well, uh, as per usual, we will get into um, comments on teams we watched this past week. However, uh, Jordan, you said you wanted to make a couple announcements. Also, once again, oh. follow us on Twitter. Yes. Um, yeah, just shout out to the Titans for you know losing the last seven games in a row and crushing my dreams, ending 7-10. But at least basketball season's you know in full swing. The Grizzlies, we'll talk about them, but there's some good Tennessee teams to think about. I mean, yeah. Grizzlies tied for first in the West. Yeah. No yeah. one's talking about that. Who, By the way, who's winning today? Today's the uh, oh. NCAA National Championship for uh, men's college football. TCU's winning. TCU? You got the upset. I sure hope TCU wins. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, if you just heard that, <laughs> that was a guest appearance from my dog, Nala, who just had a really loud sneeze. She, she did not agree with my... TCU take. She wants the dogs to win. Go dogs. That's what not, yeah, she says go dogs. Um, also, I just want to talk about my fantasy team. A little update because last week I said I won the first game in like six games. Um, I got destroyed this past week. <laughs> um, and I was paying attention and set my lineup each day. Um, I lost, I think I said 1600 to 9 something, 967. So my opponent almost doubled my score, um, but he had Giannis. Um, I think he also had who else did he have? I don't know. He had a bunch of good guys. Um, my roster terrible. Let me tell you. Okay, I have it started out great. I've won my first four games. Um, I had Cade, AD, and Jaw. Of course, AD injured, Cade out for the rest of the season. Um, Jaw is currently day to day. But my roster is just full of a bunch of, I don't want to say nobodies, but <laughs> I mean, you got, you got Jaden Ivey. Uh, you've, you've been hit by the injury bug. Like, it's, it's, you've, you've just gotten really, really unlucky. I will, I will say that, especially with, like, AD and yeah. Kate. But, like, you drafted AD, what, third? Like, it was a risk. Like, was every, a risk. that's why he was still on the board. Yeah. At I mean, everybody's third pick because it, the chances <laughs> of him getting hurt. I mean... And I understand. I took Zion for my second pick, yeah. which was a huge was risk. Because you don't know. And now he's out, so that's great. Um, but I mean, it paid off so well because AD was just killing it for me. And I think that's why I won four or five in a row. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I did pick up quickly today. Emmanuel quickly. He's been going off. He's uh, been playing the point more. Yeah. So I picked him up. Hopefully he'll give me some more points. They play Milwaukee today, though. So, Well, I mean, <laughs> since we're going through our fantasy teams, I might as well give y'all an update and give my team. I did lose this past week. I know I just said I won eight in a row. But unfortunately, I only lost by 49 points. And I only lost because two days ago I forgot to set my roster. And all three guys on my bench scored above 35 points. Um, so I would have won easily. I just set my lineup, um, but I didn't, and I lost by a hairpin. 
So that's a bit of a bummer, because then I would have won nine in a row. But I'm still eight and four, but a quick rundown of my team. So I've got Anthony Simons, Desmond Bain, Franz Wagner, Kyle Kuzma, Jalen Duran, Luka Doncic, Bogdan, Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich, mm. Josh Giddy, Gary Trent Jr., Onyeko Kongwu, Bam Adebayo, Mikhail Bridges, Draymond Green, and then in my injury reserve, as I said, was Zion Williamson. Um, fun fact, Franz Wagner, who's averaging 31.3 fantasy points on ESPN, was dropped. I picked him up from the waiver. I wonder who dropped him. Is it able to tell Burrow you? boys. Uh, Braden. Braden. Braden dropped him. Um, and then I also got Jalen Durham. Durham, the uh, former Kentucky, I think. No, Memphis. Mm-hmm. Memphis Tiger. Um, it's a good team. Playing really well. Um, holy cow, that guy's jacked. Mm. That guy's huge. Um, playing pretty well. It's it's be- between him and uh, Beef Stew, who's now kind of their starting power yeah. forward. But I've, I've been switching between those two. Um, and then Onyeka Nkongwu was my pickup with Zion going out. And he's He's been fine. Clint Capella's out right now, so as soon as Capella comes back, I'm going to have to drop him. And then Gary Trent Jr. Um, I, I flip between having Gary Trent Jr. and... and uh, Barnes from the Kings because they both kind of do the same thing, but Gary Trent is uh, he's a bit he's a bit of a heater and he he's on a hot one right now. He's one of the guys who dropped thirty five fantasy points on my bench yeah. the other day. I I feel like your team is more fleshed out than mine. I have Jimmy Butler, but he's been not going off. I mean, he's not terrible. He's just not been putting up Jimmy numbers lately. Um, yeah. and, and I know we don't talk about college basketball on this podcast, but Kentucky sucks this year. Uh, I will. It's brutal. <laughs> I will gladly talk about college basketball. Yeah, Kentucky does suck, which is odd because they have like the Wooden Ward winner from yep. last year. Yep. Um, my team is UConn, mm-hmm. uh, UConn Huskies, who at one point went from unranked to second in the nation, and yep. and then they lost to Xavier, um, and then they dropped to fourth, and then they lost again, so they dropped. I think that we're still at fourth, and they they barely beat Creighton, and now they're ranked sixth. But hey, they're top ten. Like I'm not no complaints. I think they're doing really really well. I'm really impressed by uh, uh, Jackson Jr. Number forty four. That guy is athletic as heck. Um, but yeah, yeah, UConn, and then I'm a UNC fan, so they're yeah. Yeah, they could be doing better, but... It's just weird to see Houston ranked first, Kansas, of course, second, because Kansas is usually pretty good. Then Purdue was first for a long time. Yeah, I saw that. They're third now. Alabama is fourth. I don't know, it's weird. I, I feel like there's some college, some good college stuff going on, but... Sweet, that's just a little deep dive into... Yeah. Some small... Yeah, what's it called? An inch deep, but a mile wide? That's our <laughs> podcast right there. That's us. We are an inch deep, but a mile wide. That is definitely the name of the, this episode. Inch deep, mile wide. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, okay, well, we will dive into um, notable teams we watched this past week. Uh, we can start with the East. Jordan, do you have anybody in particular you wanted to make comments on? I just... Um, one of the, the most fun games I've watched so far was the, the Nets Heat game. You get a chance to watch that. I saw I saw the ending. Yeah, it was back and forth the whole time, and it had like a playoff atmosphere to it, which is pretty cool. Um, Even though both teams, you know, I I read online and on Twitter, people make up stats all the time. Yeah, Um, stats that kind of you're like, who who comes up with that? But 
the Nets have the best record um, of any team that has been below 500 for the first 20 games. They've gone on like an 18 and two run. Lately. Ah, so like they've just they they've had the most explosive comeback. That's quite the. That it's is quite, quite the stat. The stat, <laughs> but I mean they're doing pretty well. Uh, hopefully, I don't think we have any KD injury news. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully that's not terrible because yeah, I don't know it's looking they, bad. I don't know if they could keep up this kind of progress without no. him. We've got a ton of injuries right now. It's really yeah. it sucks. Um, I mean, I saw the video of KD's injury. Um, it looked pretty bad. So hopefully um, it's not. Like, super, super terrible, but I don't think anything's been posted yet. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have. Um, just the, the one game that I got to watch, really, from start to finish was that game. Um, but, yeah, I, just p- piggybacking off of what we talked about last week is the East is still pretty much, like, there, there's, like, this... The top-heavy. Yeah, the top-heavy. The, there's this disparity between the top teams and the, the bottom teams. Um and the past week, nothing's changed. I feel yeah, like I feel like yeah. I feel like the good teams are still good, and the bad teams are still bad. Um, so yeah, did you see anything in the East? Um, um, yeah. So, well, I watched Toronto, and they're such a weird team. I've, like mm-hmm. they really tried. Besides, like Van Fleet, the whole everybody six seven to six nine and like i mean they're a dog on defense but their their offense has not worked out yeah. scotty barnes is unfortunately having a really tough yeah. sophomore slump he is he's awful like he can't really do anything um his shot looks terrible um he's got not much confidence at all he can drive to the ball he, he's a good ball handler for mm-hmm. his size. Obviously, he's good at defense and he's athletic. Um, he hasn't taken that step forward, which sucks. Um, OG Ananobi has such nice shooting form. It's weird. I always don't quite understand when mm-hmm. guys have really, really nice shooting form, but they can't hit the broadside of a barn. Like, yeah. <laughs> OG can't hit a thing right now. I think they should trade him. I think they should trade him for some more guys who can light up the scoreboard, like bring Terrence Ross back. Um, I think it'd be really fun to send OG to the Kings. That'd be cool. I would love to see him on Sacramento. Yeah. Like a little Harrison Barnes and someone else for OG, like Harrison Barnes and like a first-round pick. I don't know if it's worth it, but the Kings just need to make the playoffs. Unfortunately, they're not building to make a championship. No. They need to make the playoffs. I think you you send Barnes and – or it'd be great to send Barnes in like two second rounders, but the the Raptors are gonna ask for a first rounder, uh, yeah. maybe multiple first rounders. So like Harrison Barnes in a first rounder, sure, but he'd be so cool on the Kings. Um, and Siakam's obviously playing really really well. Van Fleet's not. Precious Achua is good one game and good not good the other. Same yeah. with their other backup centers. Um, Gary Trent is sometimes that spark of, of offense they need, but the other times he's ice cold. It's it's a weird team, and on paper they look good, but it, this season it's just not working out. Yeah. Um, the leader for points, rebounds, and assists is all Siakam. Um, so I mean, he's. I mean, he's having a terrific year. He's great. He's averaging twenty five point uh, seven points a game. I mean, eight rebounds, six assists. 
But it, it's just like anything. Like you, you can't build a team around someone doing everything. You know. Yep. No, no matter what sport, like you can't just have one person to rely on. So. Yep. Yep. And then piggybacking off of that, um, I'm a little bit nervous about the Bucks just because Lopez has brought it this year. Giannis is a bit reinvigorated. He dropped 55. Um, oh, yeah, he did. Trust me, I know because my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Thank> you, Giannis. <laughs> um, but Holiday is getting older. Yep. Um, honestly, Holiday is probably slowly going to do less and less scoring and become a spot-up shooter, a playmaker, and then a lockdown D. Like, at some point... He's probably just going to form into that. The holiday that was like cracking shots to win the championship, I think, is probably behind us. Because um, like with his older age, I think he just needs to focus on, one, the defensive end, taking the best guard on the opposing team. Two, being a playmaker. Although, you know, Middleton and Giannis are good playmakers as well. Um, Allen is has a – I don't like Grayson Allen. Uh, but he has a high basketball IQ. Um, and then just being a spot-up shooter, they really need Middleton to come to his own. Yeah. Like, they really need that. He, if he does that, they become the best team in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the best team in the NBA is right now, to be honest. Because um, the Nuggets yeah. looked so well, and then they lost. And, you know, Luka and the Mavs are looking good, but they weren't winning that much. The Celtics, I thought, were by far the best team yeah. in the NBA, and then they just started losing. It's, um, I, mean, I guess it's Brooklyn, but now the KD's hurt. <laughs> Cause then, it, cause it was it was the Pelicans, but then Zion got hurt. Like I don't know who the best best team is. The Clippers are far from it. They're atrocious right now. Like I don't know. I don't know who the best team is. I, I think definitely the conversation should be Memphis. Actually, yeah, it's pro it's probably Memphis. Um, they I, have the number one record, don't they? They're they're tied in the fir- or for first um, in the West. Um, I, I thought you would be a lot happier about um, your Hornets beating the the Bucks. Last, uh, no, last the Hornets Friday. need to lose. <laughs> what I mean, they need Wembenyama or Henderson. <laughs> one of them. They need one of them. Yeah, Preferably Wembenyama, because I would lose it. it. It goes back to like we talked about the first or second episode. Like there are these teams who are always mid, you know, and they'll mm-hmm. either they never get the first, uh, the first pick, or they also never make it to the playoffs. And it's just like, well, what are you doing? So you have to get one or the other. Um, yeah, so I guess, I mean, the Hornets did put up 51 points in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really good. Um, we can, yeah, we can talk about, one of, two of the talking points I want to talk about is all the scoring yeah. um, going on, and the two topics are, one, team-wise and individual-wise, because um, teams are like... What was it? OKC dropped 150 points on the Celtics without Shea. Yeah. Like, that's insane. 150. That's insane. Watching the Sacramento Kings game, I think it was Sacramento Lakers, Mm -hmm. uh, both teams were tied at halftime. They both had 73 points at half. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Um, and then the other thing is, all of these super high individual scoring, obviously you had Donovan dropping 71 freaking points, yeah. and then 
Giannis 55, Joel earlier this year at 59, you had Darius Garland dropping 50, you had Clay dropping 54 this week, you had, I mean, Pools had 40-point games. I think, I think on the No Dunks podcast they said two or three times this year there's been five people on the same night drop at least 40 points. Yeah. That's crazy! Five people in one night dropping 40? I, I would love to look it up. I don't have it ready, but it's a good research for next next podcast. Is this season, is this like the highest average scoring season, you think? Of all, I mean, The 70s been, had crazy high. Yeah. I think like the Denver Nuggets in the 70s went like an entire season without going over under 100 points. Yeah. So like the 70s were a lot of like running and gunning. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be up there. Like it's absurd. Yeah, I mean, we we have a lot of players averaging over thirty points. Yeah, we've got <laughs> so many people averaging over thirty points. Um, I'm 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 gonna actually pull up and see how many exactly are averaging uh, thirty points right now. And how many are averaging probably like twenty nine too? There's probably like four or five averaging twenty nine. Yeah. Let's see. Well, I have that pulled up. Yeah. Uh, so regarding rest of the East, I don't really have too much to say. Um, everybody's pretty much maintaining Miami. I'm just so disappointed. They they need to trade Lowry. Um, I don't know who they trade him for. I'm assuming some of the younger teams are gonna want Lowry. So it's like, okay, who has a point guard that would meet the Heat's requirements? Uh, and I really don't see anybody, honestly. Yeah. I like Mike Conley, but he doesn't give us enough, so you would need Mike Conley and someone else to come from the Jazz. Um, but the Heat, I don't want them to be one of the oldest teams in the NBA. I feel like they're always one of the oldest teams in the NBA. Yeah, they're, I mean, it's where people go to retire. Yeah. You know, that, that would be a great banner for them to put in their arena. Come here and retire. <laughs> to, retri- to retire. I mean, everyone goes to Florida to retire. Why not go to the Heat? Yeah. Play, just play a few more seasons. Um, so I have it pulled up. There are um, five players averaging over 30 points. That's insane. Um, Luca, Joel, Giannis, Shea, and uh, Jason Tatum. And how many averaging 29? Um, two, KD and LeBron. Um, the, Donovan Mitchell's averaging 28, Trey Young 27, Jaw 27. I mean, there's a lot in the higher 27s and mm-hmm. up to 34. I mean, yeah. It's just, I wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those years that people just score. I have no idea. I, I think it's the officiating. Okay. Um, I can't remember if it was last year or this year. I think it was last year when they kind of swallowed their whistles and were allowing a little bit more bully ball. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the complete opposite. They cannot... Yeah not yeah. call a foul. Like, watching... Yeah. That's why the Lakers-Sacramento game was so high. They took so many free throws. It was constant. Yeah. It was so annoying. And, like, at the end of the game, Dennis Schroeder went for a layup, and there was a little bit of contact because he drove into mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, and De'Aaron Fox was trying to slide his feet and, like, keep up with them, and they called a foul, and it's just, like, you can't call a foul every time uh, one guy touches another, yeah. and that that's what they're doing. Like, yeah. it, it's just, Donovan Mitchell took 20, well, he made 20 free throws when he yeah. dropped 71. Like, I, no, we shouldn't, yeah. I'm sorry, like, 71 is really cool, but, but you shouldn't. 20 of those are free throws. Yeah, so. no, I, like, I don't want to watch dudes <laughs> shooting free throws. I really it's, don't. 
it'd be great to find a good medium between calling, you know, too many fouls and not calling enough. I know that's easier said than done, but um, but we can we can go on to uh, the West now. Do you have anything more comments on the East? Not on the East. Cool. Um, I'll start off the West just by continu- continuing with the uh, the Lakers and saying, yeah, oh, obviously LeBron's averaging twenty nine. He's doing really really well. We've mentioned AD's out, and Russ is playing better. Yeah, um, he's getting triple doubles off the bench. He's getting almost triple doubles off the bench. Um, but I think Rob Palinka can't be like, oh, look, Russ is playing well. I told you it would work out. No, no, you still want Russ to play well. Yep. However, that helps his trade stock. That doesn't help him staying on the team. You yeah. still need to trade Russ for shooters because yeah. they're still one of the bottom teams in the NBA, and they still suck. Um, yeah, you still need to trade him. He's only got one year left in, in his contract, I think, because um, the Lakers have a lot of cap room for this coming off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Um, but you still need to trade them. Um, also, Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. <laughs> um, has been playing really well. Yeah. Um, he's been playing really, really well. I think he's been that shot creation that they've needed. Um, I think it's clear that Kuzma once back in L.A., Mm-hmm. Most likely the Lakers, um, because obviously his position is pretty much taken for the Clippers. Yeah. Um, and obviously they have cap room, so I could very much see Kuzma going back to the Lakers, which would be a really good fit for them. Um, and then Thomas Bryant, they're back yeah, up big right now. Say, he's been going off. He's been doing <laughs> really well. He had like 28 and 12 against Sacramento. Yeah. Against, I guess, Sabonis on the defensive end is awful. Yeah. Which sucks because on the offensive end he's phenomenal, and yeah. he's still leading the league in rebounds. Um, but yeah, Bryant was really—he couldn't miss. He's got a weird hook shot. It's like a laser. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I love when people like step up like that because he obviously mm-hmm. since AD went down, um, he's had to step up. And I, I mean, those are some pretty big shoes to fill. To mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, a guy who's having putting up MVP numbers night by night mm-hmm. is gone. Can you take some of his workload? Like that's that's not an easy thing to ask of somebody. But he's uh, Brian's been doing well. Um, so you know, and just looking at the standings, the Lakers are currently 11th in the West, but they're not that far behind from uh, being fifth. Like they're one game behind the Kings, um, and the Kings are fifth. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, I, it's. It goes back to what we were saying last week about the West just being mm-hmm. like, stacked. The the middle of the West is just brutal. Yeah. So. Yeah. And talking about the Kings, um, they're definitely missing. They've got a good culture. They've got a good team. The beam. They got the beam. I love the beam. Um, De'Aaron Fox, he scored like 20 points in the fourth quarter. It was so impressive. He could not miss from yeah. mid-range. He's got a go-to move where it goes into the key. He, he drives in. Turns around as if he's going to back out, and then flips behind him and does a fadeaway jumper, and it, it it's nothing but net. He did it like three or four times in the fourth quarter alone. Um, and obviously, you've got Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the Rook, who's good from Iowa, Keegan Murray. Yep, Keegan Murray. Um, I believe they're playing him at the. I think he's coming off the bench, but he's such a solid three and D. He's gonna eventually gonna be their starting three. Yeah. They need, they need to trade Harrison Barnes. They need a, a like, 
I don't know. It's hard. It's hard what they need. I think OG, like I said earlier, would be awesome. Yes, they need I, to just increase their, their defense, especially the perimeter defense. I, I really want the Kings to make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll go super far, but like they haven't been in the playoffs in 20-something years. I've attached to the Kings and the Trailblazers. They're, they're yeah. the two teams I'm watching the most. Yeah. Because I've attached... I, I love both of them so much. I want them to do so well. And like... One, Charlotte's awful this year. They're pretty bad. Um, <laughs> and so it's hard watching them, so I need to attach my fandom to someone else. Um, and I've been a Blazers fan for a long time, um, but I, I really like this Blazers squad. I really like them a lot. Um, and then the Heat are t- Like, I want the Heat to do well, but they're tough to watch because they they're struggle to, to score. To like... Oh, they're so tough to watch. I mean, it's, it's just like, oh. I mean, again, drawing comparisons to the NFL, it's like the Titans. Like, the Titans are really hard to watch. Like, they win. Like, they're both teams that win, but it's not a pretty win, and it's boring, and it's ugly, but they win. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to watch them. Like, if you have the option to watch a cool, you know, <laughs> a good match, then... Yeah. Also, if you hear scratching in the background, my dog is driving me insane and just re- just being so attention needy right now. She's actually the the third host today. Yeah, she yeah. really is. She really is. <laughs> um, also, I liked. Obviously, I, I said it earlier. Clay dropping fifty four. Yeah. Right after I said this is Poole's team. Poole played awful that game, <laughs> and Clay couldn't miss. We, so that sounds about right. <laughs> It, it, he must have listened to the pod before he, he went out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. It, 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 it pissed Clay off, so he, he had to show us what's up. Um, so I'm looking at the standings in front of me. Um, the team with the best record overall is still um, the Celtics, but uh, the Grizzlies are tied with the Nuggets for first mm. for the first seed in the West, and the Grizzlies have won six in a row. So they're they're the hottest team, I would say. Uh, maybe not the best, but and I don't know if you notice this. Uh, the 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 Nuggets rim made an appearance again, uh, where they had to get the level out. No way. Yep. It took forty five minutes this time. So what game? Um, uh, let's see. I wish I remember what game it was. Um, well, I have that. Well, I'm looking that up. Was it? I think it was against. Yeah, it was against the Cavs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I have a conspiracy theory about the about the the Nuggets rim. I think they tilt it on purpose. That's my conspiracy hot take. I need my tinfoil hat for this. Um, I do think that the Nuggets are tilting it uh, so they can get some extra points. I don't know. I mean. It could definitely be the situation. Nuggets still won. Uh, it was like a 45-minute break, though. Um, so. Sorry, I saw. <laughs> I think Andre Iguodala, 23 hours ago, tweeted, eight trips to the toilet yesterday. <laughs> was nervous than a mug. I know I still love hoop! Exclamation <laughs> point. What a tweet. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad. I wonder if he meant to say hoop or uh, if he misspelled meant to say poop. Poop. Mm, I know. I still love poop. Yeah. I went eight, exclamation I, point. I, I went eight times yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still love it. Um, yeah, I totally forgot to mention that he came back. <laughs> um, 
I want Iguodala. That's what I want. <laughs> but hey, you know, he's... Uh, I kind of forgot about him for a second, to be honest. He's but, barely played. But hey, he's a legend. Future Hall of Famer. Uh, I hope not. He shouldn't be. <laughs> you never know. He should not be a Hall of Famer. Here, here are his stats from um, the game he returned versus Magic. 12 minutes, 0 points, 2 rebounds, Love that. 1 assist. Oh, also, the Magic, I don't know, we didn't talk about this. Uh, they won against Golden State at Golden State's home for the first time in like 10 years. Impressive. I don't know if that's. I don't know what to think about that. Is that more impressive on the Magic side or the Golden State side? Golden State's just not been. I mean, they're good, but they just haven't been as like dominant as they have been in the past few years. So. Yeah. Well, like. I mean, Curry was an MVP before. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Curry's a huge factor. <laughs> Um, it is huge. I mean, they're, they're 500, 20 wins, 20 losses. So, I mean, it's not... It's too early to write them out, of course. But hopefully Steph comes back soon. Um, did we ever get a timeline on that? Is there any, any more news on that? Uh, I think Steph is coming back in like a week. Okay, good. Yeah. They'll they'll definitely be fine. You know? <laughs> there, there's nothing to worry about. If you're a Golden State fan, yeah. there's nothing to worry about. And the Golden State, since being beat by the Spurs a billion years ago, mm-hmm. uh, the Curry Golden State Warriors, the Curry Clay Warriors have eat. Well, I guess the Cavs, but they have yet to not go to the finals. Since yeah. way back when they were beaten by, in like 2011, they were beaten by. Yeah. Not 2011, 2014 is when they were beaten by the Spurs. Yeah. Since then, they have. The clay when Clay and Steph have both played, they've gone to uh, the finals. Yeah, and it's just I like this could be a year that they might not make it. You know, it's just there's yeah. such a widespread of talent. Yeah, so. I'm gonna be right back. Uh, Jordan will will keep our audience captive. All right. So while we're thinking about this, uh, this is this can be the the, the Grizzlies minute. The Memphis Minute, if you will. Um, and this is not just my bias speaking. Um, the Grizz, they've been doing great lately. Um, he's coming back. John Moran's still day-to-day, but they still won. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying how, how um, Jaw has been day-to-day and has been getting less minutes mm. uh, for the Grizzlies, but they are still winning. They have they, they have good depth. Um Jaron Jackson Jr. has been going off. Um, he's, I think he leads the league in blocks. Um, he doesn't qualify yet because he hasn't played enough mm. games. But if, <laughs> if we take that out, um, if, he keep, <laughs> if, 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 if he keeps up how he's been playing, then he will finish uh, with the lead. Um, so And a potential defensive player of the year? I mean, so maybe? far I think it's him, Lopez, and OG, yeah. I think, are the... The leaders right now. Um, The only other comments I have about teams is actually going back to, well, we'll stay in the West. So L.A., the Clippers, uh, if they start consistently playing their two big stars and they're still losing, I don't know what they do. 
do you I, I know Robert Covington is on the trading block. Do you just try to change up the uh, supporting cast? Um, I don't really know what to do because the I mean, yeah. I say you blow it up. Blow it up. All right, hot take. Please. I like it. I don't honestly. Uh, since signing Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I didn't think I was like that's not really a duo that matches yeah. in my head. They both play the same position. Yeah. They both create their own shot. They both are not facilitators. Yes, they're yeah. both three and D players. There's some. They're both probably like top five three and D players in the yeah. league. However, I would say you need one or the other, and your other star should not fit the exact same role. The only time I feel like that's ever actually fit mm-hmm. is one the Bulls with. Jordan and Pippen, and two, the Heat with Wade and LeBron. Yeah. But Wade and LeBron and Pippen and Jordan, all four of those were better, you know, playmakers yeah. than George and Kawhi. I here's what I would do if I was the Clippers GM, and this is my this is my um, application to become GM. You know, you should fire that guy. Hire me because I will trade away Kawhi. I will trade away Paul George. I will trade away John Wall. Just blow it up. Get a bunch of first-round picks. Nice. You know, I mean, kind of doing like what... what Sam Presti, yeah. what OKC's doing. Yeah, I mean, they... Not only do they, can they draft people, but they have so much capital now mm-hmm. that they could just make all these crazy trades that they really wanted to for whoever, you know? Yeah. So, that's what I would do. And, I mean, OKC's still winning, winning games. Yeah, I'm so happy OKC's doing well. Um, the last team we want to get to is actually dipping over to the east, and it's kind of same situation, not same, same question, and that's with the Indiana Pacers. Who mm-hmm. can you pull up what they're listed as, like where they're at in the rankings? Yep. Um, but I would just like to say, obviously they're winning. Yeah. Um, Halliburton, in my, in our opinion, should be starting the All Star game, and regardless if he's starting or not, I can next to guarantee you he's going to be an All Star. Um, like, do you do they re-sign Buddy Heald and Turner, or do you still trade them? Because those guys are perfect players to have with a pass-first pass-first point guard like Halliburton. They're perfect. They can yeah. both shoot. They have the interior defender. Like, I mean, they're obviously phenomenal trade pieces, but like the the previous thought was bring in Westbrook and buy him out so they can just be awful and they can get a really high draft pick. Well, they're like, what are they in the East? They're in the playoffs. I think they're like, they're, what, they're fifth? Sixth. Sixth. Okay. They're pretty dang close to home court advantage. They're yeah. in the playoffs. They're not even in the play-in. Yeah. Um, the rookie, Benedict Matherin, really good. He's really good. Um, coming off the bench still, I believe. So you've got your six man. Like, like they obviously need more because right now they only have one star. But like, you bring in another star. Mm-hmm. Apologize about that. Um, you bring in another star. That that's a, yeah. a really good team. Yeah, they've got the interior forcer. They've got a lights out shooter. They've got a six man. They've got. I don't know much about um, how well. Uh, um, Oh, their coach, the old Mavs coach. Wow, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Drafted by the Celtics in the famous MJ draft. Carlisle. Ah, that's right, Carlisle. He's a really good coach. He's really good. So we know he's a good coach. 
Um, so yeah, one star away. Maybe an enforcer at power forward. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I, I like that the Pacers. I I feel the the narrative this year is a bunch of teams who have been mid or have been towards the bottom are just kind of slowly creeping yeah. away. Like there's a there's a, a shifting of the tide, I guess, yeah. and I, I like it. I mean, hypothetically, mm-hmm. this would not be a championship team, but you say the Jazz want to blow it up. Yeah. They're looking to sell Vanderbilt for really cheap. Vanderbilt, really solid power forward, young. Bring him in. Rebounding yeah. athleticism at the power forward position. You go get Bogdanovich from the Pistons. That's 20, 25 points a night. Yeah. That's a team I don't want to play in the playoffs. No. That's a, that's a dang good team. That's a team that could upset. That's a team that could make it to the second round, put up a fight. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Um... Just, just kind of talking about trades too. Overall, there, I'm waiting for the pin to drop. Like, what's going to be the first? I feel like once the first trade happens, yeah. there's going to be a roll. It's going to happen really fast. We're four or five yeah. weeks away from the trade deadline. Hopefully, it's going to be a bit. I think last year was insanity. There was, was a ton last year. It was so maybe maybe we were spoiled last year and this yeah. year will not seem as crazy. But um, there was that LeBron rumor about him asking for a trade. I don't believe which, that. Um, it was just twi- Twitter being dumb and reading into things. And he's not leaving LA. No, he's not. I I can see him. I could see him like, you know, the grapevine. Somebody hears it's from another person hearsay out the wazoo, and it, it yeah. snowballs to that, where he went to, you know, Palinka mm-hmm. or Genie, and was like, hey. I didn't come here to be mediocre. I didn't come here to build. I came here to win championships. Yeah. And if my, you know, he wants to play with Bronny, and he's like, if my son is going to make it to the league, I'm going to go wherever he goes. And so you better be careful because I, I may want to request a trade or just move on. You know, who knows? Um, but I don't think that was legit. I think, well, his, you know, his heart is set in L.A. The whole thing, too, was the rumor. Um, I don't remember who was interviewing him, but... He made a comment just saying that, like, the team knows what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And I think people read that as in uh, he wants to be moved. Uh, but he actually, LeBron, quote tweeted uh, someone who tweeted that. And uh, he says, his patience isn't waning. Um, you make it sound like I'm frustrated when I'm actually not. Um, and his job is focused on the guys in the locker room. Mm. So I think that's deep. It is deep. So I, I think what, what he meant by you know what we need to do is trade other people. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> that is that's what he does. He's like I'm not leaving, but you all know that you need to trade. And it's like you're saying like you know a month ago, two months ago, the Lakers need to trade for somebody. Somebody needs to be put on that team as like a third. You know, kind of they they need someone to help them score more. <laughs> like, to like to, to to relieve the roles of Westbrook and uh, LeBron, mm-hmm. so I don't know who that would be, but you know, there there's some options out there, for sure. Um, maybe trade Russ away, or would you keep Russ? I, I know you uh, you gotta trade Russ. He doesn't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard to mess up a team that has LeBron and Anthony Davis on it. Mm-hmm. However. 
Russell Westbrook is one of those perfect players to do just that. Like, like it's hard to mess up a team with two top 10 players. Top five, maybe. Oh, that's tough. Top five, top six, maybe when they're playing at their best. Bringing in a player named Russell Westbrook is, is one of the few circumstances that could and did ruin that. So they need to trade him. Like, he's been a professional about it. He went to the bench. He's playing phenomenal off the bench. Um, but he still can't shoot. Um, and they need shooters. Yeah, I, I just pulled up. Uh, and I I don't know how I missed this, but apparently um, there were rumors, or maybe they did talk, talks, talks between the Lakers and Pacers of a trade. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. Um, I, what, I brought this up earlier. What they need to do is they need to go for Terry Rozier. Okay. Just, I hate to say it, bring Russ to Charlotte. Bring him home, baby. <laughs> hey, I mean, um, that'd be cool, though. Rozier and someone else, you know. Someone who can who can shoot. Just don't trade Mello and don't trade the rookie Williams. Besides that, honestly, my third, like, my favorite player on the Hornets is probably Rozier. I dropped, just dropped 39, I think, on the Bucks, And that's when they beat the Bucks is when Rozier dropped 39. I mean, he would be great on him, honestly. What, what about... Westbrook to the Spurs. I could see that, but who are the Spurs Spurs going to give up? Hurdle? Um, none. Walker. Reeves. According to this article. <laughs> From airalamo.com, which seems very biased. <laughs> no, but, no. Who? No, who? So none. Walker. Reeves. Those are all Lakers. Yeah. And Russ? And Russ is what this article says. Four? Jesus, that's four players. Four. This is not telling me who it's going for. I, th- this is the worst article in the history of articles. It just says that they could be traded. And I'm not seeing any first-round pick. That's it? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I, th- I guess maybe I'm reading this wrong, but there's just no... No way. Or... I mean, Keldon Johnson, he, yes, but he's not a great shooter. But he's I like him a lot. He's a good player. I think Pirtle would be really nice. Pirtle is one of the most unappreciated players in the league. Pirtle is so solid. So solid. Five. Yeah. And Pirtle is only a five. I could see that. I mean, there's, you know, we can sit here all day and talk about potential trades. That's true. That's but. true. So we can move on to our next segment. Um, and it's real quick. Uh, and it's just dipping back to uh, last week when we went over the most unappreciated centers oh, in yeah. NBA history. And I would just like to give out, give a shout out to one of the best NBA players in general ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's David Robinson. Everybody okay. knows David Robinson. Um, however, his accolades are insane. Insane. Um, but he's never talked about as one of the best players. He's never talked about... I mean, he's never talked about as one of the best big men. And that's, that's because when he was at his peak... He was overshadowed by Hakeem, yeah. one of my favorite players of all time. And I'm not saying he's Robinson is the best big man of all time, because he's not. Hakeem's better, straight up. Hakeem's a better player on the defensive and offensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, Robinson was right behind him, extremely close behind him. And at the tail end of his peak and dipping down from his peak, that's when Duncan became the first or second best big man in the game, and Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. Along with Shaq. And so he was just blanketed by these big men who are always in front of him. However, uh, David Robinson, 
um, played his entire career with the Spurs. He wore number 50, born in Key West. He went to the U.S. Naval Academy. Um, he actually served before uh, going into the NBA. I'm going to list his accolades. Ten-time All-Star, the 91-92 um, rebounding champ, two-time NBA champion, eight-time All-Defensive team, the 89-90 Rookie of the Year, the 94-95 MVP. He led the league in scoring in 93-94. He led the league in blocks in 91-92. and 92. He's a ten-time All-NBA. He was All-Rookie. He won Defensive Player of the Year in 91-92. and 92. And he's on the NBA 75th anniversary team. I mean, that, 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 that's pretty... <laughs> Homeboy had a quadruple double. Wow. <laughs> in February, on February 17th of 1994, he had a quadruple double. 34 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, and 10 blocks. Like, yeah. and he's, he never comes up. Like, when no. they're talking about best big men ever, they bring up Shaq, they bring up Hakeem, they bring up Russell, they bring up Wilt. Yeah. Uh, they, they bring up Duncan sometimes, sometimes maybe Dirk Garnett. Yeah. Then they maybe talk about Weber, and then they talk <laughs> about Robinson. It's like, and then another forgotten guy is Moses Malone, yeah. um, who's like the greatest rebounder in NBA history. But it's just like these accolades and how good he was. And like, he, and, and he just ignored. I he's mean, just blatantly ignored, and his resume is insane. That's just his. I just listed his NBA. If you go to his Wikipedia, the accolades on Wikipedia are huge. <laughs> he was USA Basketball Male Athlete of the Year, CAA Rookie of the Year, CAA All-Defensive Team, three-time first All-CAA. By the way, the CAA is the Colonial Athletic Association. Um, his his uh, jersey's retired. He's a two-time NCAA blocks leader, a rebounding lady leader in the NCAA. He was the National College Player of the Year, consensus first-time All-American. Like, his accolades are insane. Yeah. Sportsmanship Award, Citizenship Award, because he was also an amazing person. I, I Dude. Think, I think part of it, like you said, was just the fact that he was just over, not overshadowed, but he came in the time... It was like a weird in-between time, right? Like, so yep. like Hakeem. Yeah. Yep, he he was under Hakeem's shadow. Yep. And then as soon as Hakeem went down the gutter, uh, Duncan was on his team and yep. Shaq was in the league. Yep. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so he just kind of like, you know, was wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong. And and I think this, this and then it'll be the end of this because we're, we're getting closer to the end of the podcast. Um, he was a personality, but mm-hmm. he had no ego. Yep. Hakeem, ego. Oh, yeah. Shaq, ego. Timmy, no ego. But Timmy's yeah. one of the top ten players of all time. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the nicest guys in the NBA. Uh, and I think that hurts him. Because, like, so it's, Shaq is a huge personality. Yeah. AI, huge personality. Even Kobe was his own personality. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Robinson just what? He's just a good, nice, really nice person. Unselfish, uh, very religious, um, mm-hmm. down to earth. Yeah. And now I think he builds schools and does a bunch of charity work. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. I mean, yeah. It, it's just the nature of people just to not... Um, it's it's interesting. You want to, someone to have a big personality for them to be talked about. You know, mm-hmm. just naturally. Like, we're drawn to those big personalities. And, you know, 
someone who's boring. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's boring. He's a great guy. I would love to get a beer with him. Oh, <laughs> I forgot to mention, he dropped 71 points in a game. I forgot oh. to mention that, bad boy. Oh, so he's not he, the only person that ever dropped 71 points. He dropped he got a 70 <laughs> piecer. Like, I, oh, oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, dude. I, I wonder how many of those were free throws. No idea. He had, and he had a really all. I mean, he didn't shoot threes, but that's just yeah. what you didn't do. Also, yeah. his nickname, the Admiral, one of the best nicknames in NBA history. This guy was jacked, and he came in the league jacked. He came in the league averaging twenty and ten. Yeah, like the dude. I mean, man, yeah, he was really good. Like top ten highlight on YouTube. Like, go look him up. Um, okay, do you have any? I'm gonna. I can go on to my next thing. Do you have any any bits? Anything you want to do? Um, yeah. So just real quick, let me pull up this real quick um yeah you gotta embrace the pause sometimes you know yeah let me while you're doing that let me look up his uh career averages david robinson um because i think it's i think it's 2010 for his career honestly um let's see david robinson uh he was in the league for oh golly (laughs) I can hear my dog scratching at the door. She says um, he was the greatest center of all time. Let's see. Greatest big man is what Nala says. He was in the league from 89 to 03. Okay. Um, he averaged 21.1 points, 10.6 rebounds, and 2.5 assists, averaging 52% from the field and 74% from the line. 21 and 11, basically, for his career. That's really good. Um, his top scoring output was any so he played like 82 82 60 82 80 like he played almost he had one year where he had six games besides that he played almost every game um let's see points 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 per game his career high in points per game was the 93 94 year when he won mvp he averaged 29.8 and 11 rebounds and Three and a half blocks and almost two steals and five assists. That, that's insane. That's insane. Okay, yeah, go for it. Go for okay. it. Okay. Um, best dressed award. Haven't done this in a long time. Um, goes to Big Ben Simmons. Oh, baby, our child and our father at the same time. We, we, we haven't talked about him in a long time, but there's a picture of him wearing this awesome Gucci down uh, shirt right here. It's, it's, it, looks oh, like, yeah, it's, it looks like it's it's half camouflage and half just black Gucci and then some Gucci. brown cargo. I don't know. I like it. It's understated. It's I. It's I. Um, the worst. Better looks good on the bench. Um, the worst. This is a little different because it's not a player. It's someone who was courtside. Adam oh. Sandler. Why is he wearing a big puffy jacket and a Hawaiian shirt courtside? I like it. It's his style. I don't know. A big winter <laughs> bright red winter jacket khakis. Khakis. And then a Hawaiian shirt underneath, like a blue and green Hawaiian shirt. Honestly, it looks like he's about to pick his kids up from soccer practice and just throw some it, clothes it on. It looks like him. It's 51st dates, man. I don't know. Okay, but that, that's just my my awards. Uh, best dressed Ben Simmons because he's actually, you know, a good guy. Yeah, so yeah, 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 sometimes. Um, worst dressed, um, definitely Adam Sandler. Okay, we got two more things left. Both of these are, first one is, I think I think this is going to be a running theme. Okay. And that's my list, Sean's lists. Um, so my list for this week is my top 10 play-by-play commentators. So the so the play-by-play color commentator for each team and the okay. play-by-play analyst. So these are my top 10. At number one, the Knicks. Clyde, Fra- Clyde Frazier and Mike Breen. Oh, disclaimer, the NBA has the best play-by-players 
play-by-play people in all of sports. So I NCAA agree. and professional sports, the yeah. NBA is the best. All 30 teams have a phenomenal crew. These are just my top 10. Yeah. Also, uh, if the name's wrong, I Googled <laughs> and I tried. So if this is not the go-to duo, I apologize. Yeah. But it's the team. That's correct. Um, and these are employer employees of the team. So first, the Knicks. Uh, Mike Breen, the guy that says, bang! And yeah. Clyde Frazier. They're the best. Obviously, I think yeah. probably most people's best. Uh, number two, the Blazers. Lamar Hurd and Kevin Calabro. Fun fact, Kevin Calabro is the former Supersonics play-by-play guy. Uh-huh. They just, super great chemistry. Um, and Calabro's voice is, I mean, oh, <laughs> he's, a, he's an angel. Um, next, the Nets, Ian Eagle. Arguably my favorite single play-by-play guy, and then Sarah Kustok. Fourth, the Pelicans, Joel Myers, the former Lakers play-by-play guy, who also has an, a just a voice of an angel. And Antonio Daniels. Fifth, my team, the Hornets, Eric Collins, the guy you know him. He goes crazy every time. That's how yeah. he's done in the NBA. And then Del Curry, uh, Steph's dad, and yeah. Seth's dad. Uh, sixth, the Raptors, Jack Armstrong. That's the guy with the Northeastern yeah. a- accent you hear in those games. And then Matt Devlin. At seventh, you've got the Jazz, Jim Nance and Craig Ballerjack. Eight, you got the Nuggets, Chris Marlowe and Mark Moser. That's a cool name, Mark Moser. Mark Moser. Um, at number nine, the Warriors, Bob Fitzgerald and Kalina Azabuke. Mm-hmm. And then rounding out mine is at ten, the Heat. So Eric Reed, uh, the guy you heard who you know does all the all the Heat yeah. announcements, and then John Crotty. Do you do you have your favorite? Um, I- I really thought you'd have the. Was that in any particular order? That's my. So that. So at number one is my favorite. And number ten is the tenth. So like that goes yeah, okay, in order okay. of who I think are the best. I, re- I really thought the Hornets would be higher, just because. I mean, I don't know. I find Eric Collins sometimes be annoying. I love his enthusiasm, and I love him ninety percent of the time. But there's yeah. a ten percent of the time where I find it a little too much, and I find it annoying. Yeah, I. I should do a list of this because I, I fall asleep to some NBA games sometimes. So maybe I should make a list of the top 10 most soothing voices. You should do it. You should do it. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do some research and see. Because uh, I, I do wear a whoop strap so I can check my sleep. Um, I will see. I will go back and see my best sleep performances and what game I listened to that night. Um, and we'll see who gives me the best REM sleep. Ooh, Very like specific. That. What NBA announcers give me the best rim sleep? <laughs> I'm sure they would love to see that list. Um, it's probably not Charlotte because it's very abrasive. Yeah. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last thing I have is a question from my opposing oh, councilman who yeah. I think is falling asleep on me. No, I, I just haven't had a chance to study for this question. So. Okay. This is, this is a pop quiz. This is a would you rather. Oh, and okay, then, okay, okay. depending on your answer, I might up the antics. Okay. So okay. would you rather, in an NBA game, drop 70 points, mm-hmm. and then like one or two days in between, and then drop 30 points? Okay. Or drop 55 points in back-to-back games, like back-to-back nights. Which one? Seventy uh, thirty with a couple days difference or back to back double nickels. I think back to back is more impressive. Okay, I back. Think, to- I think I think just 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 going being consistent to just being that consistent. Okay, and then my second question is: What if that's back to back forty five points? That's fine. That's so you would rather do back to back forty five point games than drop seventy, yeah. wait a couple days and drop thirty. Yeah, you're insane, man. Okay, I I feel like. 
and and this is going to be a, a hot take. Hot take. Anybody can drop seventy. No, they can't. <laughs> That's why there's only been a couple people. Yeah, but I mean, it's just the right time at the right moment. But how many people are able to consistently drop fifty-five back to back? I don't know fifty. <laughs> How many? Mm, See, I, how many people have dropped back to I don't back know, like, fifty point games? I don't know if it's just maybe my music background, but it's like cool. You did something really good. Can you do it again? <laughs> no, Luca's did it. Luke, I think Luca okay. did it. I think Curry, not Curry. Luca, Kobe, uh, Harden, Wilt. Okay. Um, I randomly, I think, I think Rashard, Rashard Lewis did it. Um, yeah. Would you rather be amongst that list, or would you rather be? I'm pulling no. up. I'm, I'm pulling up who has scored seven or more points. Rashard Lewis didn't do it. I thought he did. Oh. Hmm. Um. Would you rather be on that list, or would you rather be with uh, Elgin Baylor, Wilt, 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 David Thompson, David Robinson, David Robinson, Kobe, um, Devin Booker, and Donovan I, Mitchell? I would rather be on the list with Luca and Kobe and... I would rather drop 70 than have back-to-back 55-point games. I'm just going to say that now. To drop oh. 70... Yeah, but that's only that's only twenty away from fifty. So I mean, you know, if you add some more free throws in there, like it's been and then thirty the next game, a couple days later. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I I feel like more impressive is just the consistency. Um, Well, it it, it depends on the back-to-back games. Are they both home games? Is one home and is one away? Are they both away games? If, If if you yeah, if you're one of these teams that goes on these trips out west, you know, and you play Clippers, and then you go the next day and play the Trailblazers, you drop 55, and you have to travel that distance. I'm just telling you, the 55 is more impressive. Because <laughs> how, how, you, you don't get a chance to recover. There, there's no day in between to recover. Yeah, whatever. Okay, well, I think that ends it. <laughs> I think that ends this pod. Um, I don't have any quotes. Uh, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. I can't wait till the freaking trade deadline. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to have some great... <laughs> we might have to have an emergency pod, <laughs> depending on how many trades happen. But... For real, for real. And the great, great words of John Morant, I don't dodge the smoke, I run up the chimney. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>